0: theme that I've been getting from clients and followers alike, and that is really just the questions surrounding collagen protein or collagen supplementation. I will go ahead and dive in, but before I do, um, I'm going to go ahead and just say what I think just based on the body of research that is available to us right now as of August, 2021. So please keep in mind, things can change as research evolves and expands. But as of right now, my opinion is collagen is not a complete protein, and that's not really my opinion, that's just a fact. So it's not a complete protein source, and it shouldn't really be used as a protein-specific supplement for you, okay? I'm gonna dive in a little bit deeper and explain why. Because I know that a lot of folks have been adding it to their coffee and things like that, thinking that it does help with protein intake, which it does, but to a much, much smaller degree than if you were to take a whey supplementation or a, you know, even a a plant-based protein supplement that is going to have a lot of the amino acids that you need added to it. Because here's the thing is amino acids, there are nine amino acids that Basically, hmm, how do I explain this? <laughs> I need to, I need to think a little bit a little bit more closely here, but there's nine essential amino acids that we need to get from our diet because these are things that, you know, not necessarily our body can really uh, make on its own. And these amino acids help us build, of course, a muscle and fuel metabolic functions and really are present in a lot of cells and at the cellular level in our body now a complete protein supplement is basically, you know, it's an essential item for many of us, for all of us to to ensure that we're getting enough to support our own health to to support your own health because really I'm speaking to you. So uh that being said, collagen is is taken often based on, you know, it's quote-unquote common claims that you'll see, you know, like you're going to have glowing skin, it's a great protein supplement, yada yada, but it's it's not really meant to be a protein specific supplement. I can easily go down a rabbit hole on this, but I'm going to try to keep it pretty succinct today as best as I can anyways cuz you know how I like to to go on tangents, um, but I'm going to try to keep this relatively succinct. So, you know, I did go down a little bit of a research uh like an Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole <laughs> when I was, I was looking into this a little bit more, just because again, I wanted to give you the, the clearest information that I could at this time, but I can say even with future research, the, my stance on collagen being a quote unquote protein specific supplement, that is not going to change because unless collagen has some sort of amino acids added to it, my opinion on that is not going to change. And if you look at a lot of the labeling with the collagen protein, especially popular collagen proteins, they're just not going to have the same amount of uh, amino acids that are present in whey and or even some plant-based protein supplements. Again, I can't emphasize that enough. So you can, by all means, if you want to, you can, by all means, keep collagen in your diet. If you want to keep that as a supplement in your diet, because maybe it makes you feel better, it makes your joints feel better and things like that. By all means do. I'm just saying that it's not an ideal protein-specific supplement because that's not what it's really made for. So please understand that. And also, it's expensive. It is really expensive, especially compared to the small amount of uh, powder or supplement that you get in a container versus like a whey or even plant-based protein powder. And the cost-to-benefit to ratio is way off uh, compared to, you know, just looking at collagen, so just something to consider. If you do have the fifty dollars to throw around at a container of you know collagen, and it is worth it to you because it does make you feel better, it does make your joints feel a little bit better, it makes maybe maybe in your head it makes your your hair look a little bit better and skin and everything, then do it because this is you. This is your diet. It needs to be specific to you. I cannot emphasize that enough. Plus, I also don't want to add to the inequity and inequality here when it comes to our own health and nutrition, because not everyone can really throw $50 at a container of powder. Um, that is a fraction of the weight and volume of a protein powder supplement. So, you know, please know that my stance is multifaceted here when it does come to, you know, talking about collagen and comparing that to protein. But, um, there is some science, I will go ahead and say there is some science that does support a possible enhancement to skin or even your nail strength uh, and just the properties around that. And there's also been a lot of uh, joint pain reduction in a lot of the research that I've seen, especially for folks who have osteoarthritis. And now keep in mind, this is, of course, data that's based on self-reported Uh, data points from subjects in these research studies. So it's subjective. It's not really anything that is objective, but subjectivity is important, especially when it does come to paint. And one thing that I find in particular um, that was really interesting was this 24 week study that was on the use of collagen hydrolysate as a dietary supplement in athletes with activity related joint pain. And that was published back in 2008. I will go ahead and link it in the show notes in case you want to read about it on your own. Um, but what's really cool is basically the study it's 24 weeks. So it's a good six month study, which is actually solid, you know, cause sometimes studies can maybe only last like eight to 12 weeks or something like that. So 24 weeks, this is good. Uh, it's, had 147 subjects. And of course, they included data from 97 of the 147 that could be statistically evaluated for a variety of different reasons. Again, I'm not gonna really bore you here with that. But, you know, the main outcome here was that they did experience less pain. um, And, you know, to me not having joint pain, especially when you're an athlete, that in and of itself is always a game changer for a lot of folks, especially if you do have a an archaic, you know, or an, uh, just an old injury or something like that that you may be struggling with. It is something that is going to be a game changer, literally for your sport and just for your comfort level and for your everyday life. So again, I'll link this study in the show notes, but I think that that one really did helped me, you know, decide or really helped showed that, yeah, there is some validity behind your subjective feeling of joint pain and just, you know, your skin texture, things like that on on other studies that I saw. And again, future studies are needed, of course, to support these findings from this one study, because that's where you really see the validity in science researching. Just in case you're you're curious about that. uh, Again, in case you didn't know, I used to work in research for about 12 years. I can definitely nerd out on this, but I'm not going to want to go down the rabbit hole and bore the living hell out of you right now. So I won't do that, but I will link it in the show notes. Check it out if you want to read a little bit more about that. Um, But again, there are some possible skin or nail strength properties that can be enhanced with the use of collagen. So that is something as, you know, if that's of interest. Um, I don't think that it can really help gut health. However, I know there have been some claims around that, you know, how it can help with that quote unquote leaky gut. As far as I could find, I didn't really see anything uh, just in my, you know, research that I was doing for this particular podcast episode. But the thing that I do want to keep in mind, and I can't emphasize this enough is collagen. Definitely don't use it for your daily protein. Um, You know, hydrolyzed peptides, of course, they may make it through your digestion intact, but their purpose, I mean, it really isn't for as to be used as a protein supplement. So just to make that abundantly clear, um, you know, so if you're already pretty low on your protein intake, definitely I wouldn't emphasize using collagen as a protein supplement. I would find another protein supplement to use. So just something to keep in mind, because again, people can make common claims around anything that's unfortunate. Um, they have to be very careful with their labeling per FDA you know, guidelines, regulations, and things like that. So like I said earlier, if you want to spend 50 bucks, maybe even more, I think it's like around $55, maybe for a container now, then by all means do, but just don't use it as your protein supplement. Okay. Um, So like I said, it's not really a source of dietary protein, but it does, of course, contain collagen now collagen does have a different variety of spectrum of amino acids than your traditional protein source like i mentioned earlier like you know the whey or plant-based proteins but you know collagen is lower in essential amino acids that we are in our bodies cannot make especially things like you know tryptophan leucine which is really particularly important and i will go ahead and explain that here in a moment Um, but leucine is going to be the big thing that you want, especially if you are a plant-based eater. Leucine is going to be the one amino acid that you do want to supplement with. So that's why it's usually essential to take an essential amino acids supplement uh, if you are a plant-based eater. Okay. So, which is great because EAAs, which is what they're also known as, are abundantly more affordable than branched chain amino acids or BCAAs. So just something to keep in mind in case you are kind of shopping around for a protein, or if you are a plant-based eater, this is something to consider. Um, Collagen is higher, however, in glycine, proline, and hydroxyproline. So those are amino acids required by the body to, of course, build collagen, you know, and that helps, of course, give you structure to the body, strength to the body, things like that. But again, different amino acids profile. Now with the leucine, so specifically looking at the branch chain amino acids, including leucine, there is a threshold that's needed to help basically stimulate muscle protein synthesis, or it's also known as MPS. Again, muscle protein synthesis. Now, you know, this is also known as the leucine threshold and it's about two and a half grams. Usually I think is is what I found two and a half to three grams is usually the threshold. Now, to give you a little bit of a point of reference here, generally looking at at the nutrition labeling and serving labeling and things like that for collagen protein, a single serving of collagen has less than one gram of that leucine. So not good. However, if you look at like whey and some of these plant-based proteins that have it added to it, you're definitely above that two and a half gram limit or that leucine threshold. And, you know that is where the big difference is for folks who are wanting to use collagen as a protein source versus it being just used as like hair and, and kind of like joint relief. Uh, it's just something to think about. Again, I'm not trying to scare anyone. I'm just, I'm just giving you the data that I, that I see, uh, and that, that are available to us right now. And again, this can change, but that generally won't change unless you get a collagen protein that has leucine maybe added to it, which I haven't seen uh, any time I've gone shopping, but honestly, I don't really go shopping for collagen. Um, I have a container of collagen because I, I wanted tr- to try it. I you know, personally didn't really notice a big difference. Um, it was maybe slight difference in like some knee pain, but it wasn't anything monumental. Uh, but keep in mind at the same time that I was doing this, I was also doing knee specific exercises since I dislocated my kneecap uh, a couple of years ago, just accidentally, accidentally dislocated that little thing and popped it back in place. Um, yes, it was really gross in case you're wondering, but hopefully this helps kind of clarify some things around collagen um, but if you do compare whey protein to collagen protein, the biggest thing that's going to be, you know, a differentiating factor between these two things is the leucine content. So I will go ahead and say, um, you know, you can enhance collagen through your nutrition, which is going to be really beneficial because to me, enhancing it through your nutrition is, well, first of all, usually much more affordable than buying that 50 to $60 container of collagen protein. Um, I should stop calling it collagen protein. I'm just going to call it collagen supplement, but it's also going to be more filling for you to eat whole foods to get these natural sources of collagen. So I'm going to share a couple of different tips here to help you, first of all, find foods that are natural sources of collagen and then also provide you with, uh, some, some ideas for foods that contain nutrients that are known to promote collagen production in your body. All right. So let's get, let's get started. Let's dive in. So eating some collagen rich food, uh, definitely such as meat, unfortunately, you know, if you aren't a meat eater, don't worry, I'll get there, but meat, you know, seafood, uh, poultry, eggs, uh, there's dairy products, like all of those things they create collagen, can help the body create collagen. So another way to increase collagen production is of course to eat, you know, foods that do have some boosting nutrients that, that can help enhance collagen in your body and are supportive of that process. And these nutrients include things like zinc, vitamin C, and copper. Now those tend to work together and, and help each other and support one another in helping create, you know, connective tissue and helping keep your collagen basically just stronger, uh, overall in your body. And so try eating foods that contain one or more of the nutrients that I just listed. So copper, uh, vitamin C and zinc, those will help you increase your collagen synthesis in your body, which is great. So You know, of course, eating again, eating whole foods versus taking supplementation is always going to be more favorable because it will leave you less hungry. You're going to feel a lot better. And plus you're getting a lot more nutrients that are in the food versus what's just in the collagen supplement. Okay, so examples for foods that are high in collagen, again, include any type of lean meats, uh, fish, any type of seafood. Bone broth is going to be a phenomenal source of collagen and um, egg whites. And for those of you who are plant-based eaters, this is really going to help you. It's spirulina. So, you know, trying that little powerful green is going to help. I don't, however, recommend getting that through greens supplements. I recommend you, you know, there's no need to really take a green supplement. Again, that's, you know, going to be 30 to $50 container it can also cause some gastric upset for some people, myself included. Um, so I don't really recommend having a green supplement unless it is a last last resort for you to get more vegetables and greens into your diet. So examples of foods that help boost collagen protein, you know, production rather, include my favorite citrus fruits. (laughs) I'm from Florida. Don't hold it against me, but I love citrus fruits, Uh, seeds, uh, nuts, you know, leafy greens, things that are really very bright in terms of bell peppers, like vegetables that are brightly colored, some berries, which of course I love, um, to go along with the seafood that I mentioned earlier with fish. If you're a fan of oysters, those are also really good at helping with collagen production just because of the the nutrients that they contain. Um, tomatoes, garlic, and I'm sure there's others that, that I'm missing, but those will at least get you, will get you started in the right direction towards having whole foods versus the collagen supplement. Okay. So hopefully that helps you kind of, enhance that a little bit, uh, in your diet without again, having to spend an arm and a leg with, with everything supplements wise, because we all know how, how expensive supplements can be. So again, just to summarize real quick, I don't really recommend collagen as a complete protein source and, you know, to be used as a protein specific supplement, but it certainly can be used as a collagen supplement if that works for you and that helps you with your specific joint pain and you just like it you know you, maybe you like it in your coffee i have a couple of clients who just love it in their coffee in the morning and it helps them and a couple of them are postpartum so you know it, it just feels good for them and by all means i'm not going to be that person that is going to say no you really shouldn't do it um because every little bit helps and if it makes them feel good in the morning and it helps them start their day off on a really good note awesome it is worth it for them so Hopefully that helps you differentiate things. Again, I'm I tend to be pretty middle of the road with certain things, unless it is just n- not supported by the data that that are available for me. Uh, and you know that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here to. I'm here to help you all discern between that and help you kind of make things. Easier to understand and easier to digest, pun intended. So hopefully today's episode helps. I'd love to know, you know, it, what your takeaways are. If you do use pro- collagen, great. Let me know why, um, you know, or maybe it feels good for you. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to support. So speaking of protein, I am going to also link to in the show notes. I'm going to link to episode four. What I did on it's a, an episode I did. Talking about protein and why it is important and how much protein you should be getting. And I do talk a little bit about the leucine threshold and things like that in there too. So definitely dive into that if you didn't listen to that because that was episode four, which was earlier this year back in February. So that feels like forever ago. Um, And here we are at episode 31 already. Thank you so much for you all being here. I am launching my signature Shred Strong strength and conditioning program for mountain bikers on October 11th. I am so excited. If you're interested in learning more about it, great. Sign up to be on the on the wait list. There is a link in the show notes. It's $49 a month. You can't freaking beat it. And you have access to me along the way. And this is the same program that I use for strength throughout the year. And it keeps getting better and better. And this is going to be the best launch yet for this program. It lasts all year. You can, of course, you know, unsubscribe whenever you want to. But I Highly recommend you stick with it and don't program hop, just stick with something that you know, and something that I know works because I have many clients, um, who are on it, dozens of folks who are on it and they're loving it. And it's something that won't drive you in the ground and leave you just sore and not motivated to ride your bike because that is never the goal. I always want you to feel like you can ride your bike and ride your bike strong. Anyways, I'm so grateful for you to listen to this episode today. It means so much to have you here, and I would love it if you did subscribe and share it on the socials, and I am sending you high fives today. I hope you have a an absolutely beautiful day. If you have any follow-up questions, just shoot me a DM on Instagram, or you can email me using the links in the show notes. Have a beautiful day, folks.